Hello and welcome to Multimix. I'm your host, Liam Anderson, and I'm here today with a, a different special guest this time. This is another fellow coach of mine. Hi, I'm Scott Spieland. So today uh, we had an interesting discussion a couple days ago where we were talking about whether punching and like physical fighting counts as discourse. So today we're going to try to kind of unpack some of that and see if uh, I'm going to I'm on the side that it is, so I'm going to try to convince Scott of that, and he's going to have some some clarification points. So we're going to go from there. So before we get going, I think it's important that we have a couple of definitions down that we all understand. So first off, we need to have discourse because that's what we're trying to, to clarify here. So I looked up discourse in a couple different places and some of the main um, some of the main definitions I got were a verbal interchange of ideas, uh, formerly ordering and usually extending expression of thought on a subject, and most importantly for me, a mode of organizing knowledge, ideas, or experiences that is rooted in language and concrete context, such as history or institutions. So those were from places like dictionary.com or the Merriam-Webster website. And uh, those, I think, if you notice the first two, kind of go against what I just said our topic was. Uh, they they say um, verbal interchange and then formal formal and orderly expression of thought on a subject. And those things sound like not quite fighting, right? Because that's not verbal or formal and orderly. So we can kind of expand the definition of fighting, which again, I looked up, is uh, <laughs> the action of fighting, very helpful. <laughs> uh, violence or conflict. So I thought, hmm, conflict, that sounds like a relatively general term. So let's break that down a little bit. A conflict is either a serious disagreement or argument, typically a protracted one, or a serious incompatibility between two or more opinions, principles, or interests. Now I think we're getting somewhere. And you could say that everything past this is just kind of semantics, but I think it's kind of important to look at because if you look at conflict as this disagreement or argument, well, that sounds like a fight to me, but that doesn't quite get us where I want to go, which is a physical fight. But if you look at a serious incompatibility between two or more opinions, principles, or interests, that seems a little closer now because a fight is almost always a result of that. Um, if you're talking like like a informal street fight, and not combat sports, that's a whole different that's a whole different deal for another day. Um, so if you look at this incompatibility between two or more opinions, um, physical conflict at its core involves argument. So it starts with an argument generally. And argument is a central part of discourse. So from there, I think that that isn't too big of a leap to make semantically. And I haven't quite filled in all the gaps on these thoughts yet. But to me, I can see a pretty clear path between um, fighting as conflict and conflict as discourse and those three things coming together. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But like, so when I was originally given this topic, something that originally I thought of was punching is kind of, I think of it as like a brute expression of emotion. Like it's kind of like you're pure emotioning someone in the face. Um, <laughs> um, but, and then sometimes, you know, I'm someone who kind of thinks, you know, emotions at its core, there isn't like 
an argument made with emotions in a way. Like sometimes you can just feel stuff like just because you're feeling it. So that's why like I'm kind of on the fence about calling it exactly discourse because I think sometimes you can just have this brute emotional feeling that equals into a fight and there was no there wasn't like an argument there. Does that kind of make sense? That does make sense. So I think that uh, what we're getting at here is that your uh, definition of discourse involves some kind of argument and some kind of persuasion. And I think that in our definition of that discourse didn't quite have that argument aspect to it. Because if we look at our definitions again, it's uh, our, our last one that I was a big fan of. A mode of organizing knowledge, ideas, or experience that is rooted in language and its concrete context, such as history or institutions. So that doesn't have too much of an argumentative aspect to it. So from that, I think that we can say that just the communication of emotion is discourse and that by by fighting you're just you have i agree that it's a, a very brute and very kind of primal way to do it but i still think that it does count as doing it okay yeah no totally but then like so i know like some of the de- suggest or definitions sorry uh, they kind of like involve this verbal exchange um then how you kind of like wrap that into a punch i know you kind of went over that but um i feel like still like just at its core like if there was a lot of talking or like smack talk in the fight, then yeah, there would be a lot more discourse. But sometimes there is no verbal communications in a fight. So then how do you take those type of fights and kind of like say that they are discourse? Okay, Uh, that's actually a good point. So I guess that uh, now that you point that out, I really am, I'm less trying to connect these two things and more trying to expand a definition of discourse to encompass fighting. And that I think that right now as the definitions stand the difference between the definitions is small enough or the difference between fighting and discourse is small enough that it's a gap that can be bridged with a little bit of thought and probably some new terminology applied to it to clarify that there is a difference here so as long as that's because of punching is communication so it's kind of like as long as there is a form of communication then it can kind of be wrapped up in the discourse I think so, yeah. And this actually reminds me of, I'm taking an audio production class right now, and we spent a lot of time talking about sounds that are either embodied or encoded, which if you know what that means, embodied is, like Scott was saying, emotion. Um, it's the the things that are just, that just exist to you and they are in their pure form, where our example in sound was that music is embodied as far as instrumental music. Um, you can encode it in the form of notation and writing down the music, but music as sound is pretty embodied, whereas language is 100% encoded, where the sounds you're making have don't have any meaning unless you've assigned the meaning, which is the encoding. The encoding, the encoding is assigning a symbol meaning, whether that's in the example from my class, sound symbols or visual symbols. So I'd say that a punch is fully embodied, which is why I think that we need to expand this definition of discourse to encompass it because this, our definitions include verbal interchanges of ideas. And that to me feels like it's limiting us a bit too much because that limits us only to encoded uh, discourse, which I think that embodied discourse is just as important where you can look at if somebody squints at you and kind of like, opens their mouth a little bit, they're probably confused. But that's the sort of thing that's mostly embodied because that's uh, body language tends to be more closer to embodied. So I think that that 
is something that is definitely a part of discourse and also a part of rhetoric, which is kind of a side conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a bigger one. Yeah. But I think that that's an important thing to consider when you're getting at this. Definitely. No, that's cool. And I think like it's kind of cool because then with that definition, then it can be like so different between like cultures and stuff. And maybe that's why discourse is so important is because, you know, when you want to understand people that may be coming from a different background that you are, you know, it can kind of if you understand maybe like the overarching discourse of their community, then you can kind of make maybe just understand the personal a little bit more. Okay, that makes sense, and that kind of comes back to what I was saying with the embodied things, because you can under you can be fully fluent in their language, but that doesn't mean that you understand all of these embodied things that are a hundred percent part of their discourse, but aren't things that you that have been encoded for you that you have to figure out and you have to get kind of qualitatively. Yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense now. I guess you know, with all, especially if you're gonna like include this embodied part, then yeah, punching would be considered a form of discourse, a very violent form, but yeah, no, definitely. Okay, yeah, so I think going back and kind of a recap, uh, my original point where I wanted to prove to Scott that fighting was discourse kind of fell through, and we ended up just changing our definition of it, which I think is something that happens a lot, and uh, is an interesting thing to do, is um, tweaking our definitions of something to encompass something that we know happens that maybe we don't really think about that often. To use our new tagline, did we talk? We sure did. Did we learn something? You decide. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. This has been Multimix. Multimix is brought to you by the Michigan Tech Multiliteracy Center. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Liam Anderson.